before you learn the art of anything else, learn the art of listening and of asking high-value questions. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of the Design Lab Show. In episode 96 of TDLS, I sat down with Jessica Gulapa. Jess is a lead generating landing page designer for service-based businesses. She also shares ideas that help people get smarter at building a business using their talents and skills through live streams and live virtual summit. In this episode, we talk about her awesome stories from ground up, how she was able to start her landing page design journey, lead generation and conversion design, the difference between multimedia arts and conversion design, and the difference creative personas, and bridging the gap between creatives or consultants and their clients, the importance of the art of listening and asking high-value questions, actionable guide on starting your branded business, and much, much more. So, if you haven't already, guys, before we dive in into this uh, week episode, I hope you're having a great week so far. And if you're listening to this one, so I hope you're having a good vibes, right? Wherever you are in this beautiful world, all right? So, and uh, I just wanna, you know, I just wanna thank uh, Atan for those who already following the podcast thank you so much and you know it, it's it's a massive opportunity to li- really give more value to the filipino creative community and that's you know that's for me that's the reward of this of this uh, crazy mission that i'm doing right now all right so if you haven't already again please follow the podcast you can go to the design it's available on apple Podcasts, amazon music by audible right google podcast or soundcloud or in any of your favorite podcasting app all right so if you think that this was an awesome episode please let me know hit me up uh, email me dm me i always respond to any dm all right so uh, i don't want to waste your time anymore so without further ado i hope you enjoy this episode You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jay Christ, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of The Design live show i'm super delighted you know i'm super excited to have uh, another interesting guest on the show on the podcast so and uh, so just to give you a little context uh, for sure we'll we'll go through as well on that on this conversation right so uh, we've met on a group called conversion designers philippines so and one of the you know uh, i think one of the admin or the the founder of that is Uh, is been a guest as well on the podcast, so I'll link it up on the show notes if you want to check uh, our 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 uh, our episode as well. So, yeah, without further ado, Jessica, right? So, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm good. You know, uh, as good as good it can be during this pandemic. <laughs> There you go. Right. So. Just uh, speaking of pandemic, how are you coping up with this uh, shitty show right now, also known as pandemic? <laughs> well, uh, contrary to popular belief or whatever, I'm, uh, in terms of business, I'm actually kind of thriving in the pandemic and learning a lot, not just about business, but also about myself. So it's been doing me some good in a good in a sense. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's really cool, and uh, I think so, uh, for some it might be you know a blessing in disguise because uh, all you know there's a uh, uh, there's a what you call it steady transformations of yeah, business going online, right? Uh, especially uh, in the in digital the time of adversity, there's always mm-hmm. opportunity and opportunity to grow. So yeah, it is. yeah, that's the key word there, grow, right? So speaking. <laughs> you know i want to learn more how you you know how you uh how you grow as a designer you know as a good conversion designer i think we've talked about this offline so but we want to share it more 
dig deeper on the on the on your process on your stories just to give some context for those anyone who are listening right now can you share a little bit about your background how do you started okay so basically i used to be uh super artsy talaga uh rather i, I used to be super artsy when i was a kid so um I would join uh, all those like poster making contests and all that uh, art for the gifted. So going into college, fast forward, I took up multimedia arts in Benild, so CSB. Uh, and a lot of the things that I learned there actually weren't uh, related to anything that I've started in conversion mm-hmm. designers. So, uh, being a multimedia artist was a lot more about art. So expression. The difference between art, being an artist mm-hmm. and a designer is that um, being an artist deals a lot more with expressing yourself, uh, sending a message, communicating a message. Whereas yeah. being a designer is actually more about really crafting that message around a certain goal. So... That is something that I learned just this year when I joined Conversion Designers Philippines. And because uh, it, it answered that question, that constant question. I'm not sure if you or like other designers on your show would mm-hmm. be able to relate to this. But there was always this question at the back of my mind that was like, what is the point of doing art? What is the value in doing art? I mean, yeah, I get to express myself, but what? how does it translate into other people, right? How does it give value to other people? What, what do other people get out of it? So when I was starting out, it was actually difficult for me to price my, my, my design or my work because when I was starting out, it was more of an art show. <laughs> Does that uh-huh. make sense? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, I always had this constant question of how do I how do I express the value of this art? How do how do I help people like really understand what this value is? Uh-huh. And then that's when I realized when I uh, started looking up those answers, I realized it wasn't about making them realize what the value is. It's about finding what goal they want to achieve and finding the like using that art or design skill into helping them achieve that goal and that is where you you together with the client because every project i believe is a collaborative effort between client and consultant or client and designer so you and the client together learn that value and re- realize that value together so it's 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 fun mm-hmm. it's like exploring 100%. right yeah so there especially yeah 100 right yeah because i'm just I, yeah, i'm just really curious jessica you've yeah. mentioned that you know you'll be you're very artsy right so <laughs> and uh, uh you're very driven with it with the terms to arts and uh it's uh and when you ter- when you shift or jump shift from being uh art enthusiast or art, art expert uh, i don't know what you call it right so mm-hmm. artist right so anyone who 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 really uh express a lot about uh about of themselves right so when you you know when you shift from the from that point of uh, uh perspective into design right so mm-hmm. design like what you said it's more on problem solving what's right. you know what's uh What's the biggest, you know, big, uh, probably uh, the challenge that you've had before for anyone who are listening who, who might probably uh, doing some art right now and then want mm-hmm. to shift, uh, shift to design uh, more on a problem-solving, uh, 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 you know, area of, of, of this uh, landscape we have right now. What's, what's your biggest challenges before and how you overcome those challenges? Okay, so the biggest challenge would probably be myself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, the biggest challenge was unlearning everything. Well, not not 100%. necessarily everything, but unlearning a lot of the things that, that kind of get mm. in the way. Right. So when you're an artist, you kind of have this vision when you want to do a, when when you start on a project, you have this vision. And sometimes that vision does not uh, 
it's not the same vision that your client sees, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's that constant uh, push and pull between client and uh, designer, uh, especially when you're just starting out. And yeah, that, that was the difficult part, trying to let go of uh, me trying to take control of everything in terms of the design and actually learning to see it more from their perspective and just being like a part of that whole mix with them. So mm-hmm. that was the biggest difficulty. And honestly, sometimes, you know, sometimes you kind of get back to that feeling as well, <laughs> even at, even now, yeah. right? So I, I guess that's just, you know, human nature in a sense. But it's always a constant reminder. You always need to have that yeah, constant reminder. Yes, and it's also, a uphill battle, right? Right, and mm-hmm. also go into it with the mindset that you are there to help them. You're not there to show off. You're there, <laughs> like you're not there to show off your artistic skills or show off how good you can be at aesthetics and whatnot. But you're there to just really help them out. Yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see that. So, and uh, well, I, I'm just you know super curious. What's what are you thinking back then when you're you know when you're shifting from from uh, showcasing your talents, right, as an artist, mm-hmm. and then, boom, right. So I, I need to solve this problem. I need to, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, uh, for me when I'm getting started, hey, I didn't sign up for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is exactly. out of scope, right? This, right. you know, this is scope script, right? So if, <laughs> if that makes sense when the when it yeah, comes it to uh, managing a, pro- a project, you know, or creating <laughs> any, creating a design for a client, right? So mm-hmm. how how uh, I just wanna learn more about uh, your your thinking back then when you're shifting from from you know from showcasing to really dive into problem solving. Okay, so <laughs> when I was starting out with that, honestly, the th- the first thing on my mind was, am I selling out? <laughs> 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 right so um you know how like I, i'm not sure if you're familiar with the like punk rock era but <laughs> it was very influential when i was uh-huh. growing up so um a lot of the punk rock era artists or musicians they're 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 all about uh saying how you're not supposed to sell out the media but I feel, but when I was mm-hmm. shifting making that shift from being a multimedia artist to a gra- uh, an actual conversion designer that's when I I was like oh no am I am I doing exactly what I said I wouldn't do when I was a kid <laughs> 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 so so there uh, it took a lot to let go of that but not fully. I mean, there's always time to do projects that help you express yourself. Like when you, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you do your own art on on your own terms, right? Or mm-hmm. uh, when you're actually creating your own uh, branding for your agency. Although a lot of that still takes a lot of notes from the people that actually buy into your agency. And when I say buy into your agency or buy into your work. I mean, mm-hmm. people who actually pay attention to your work, people who actually consume your work and not just literally put a price on it. Because other than price, yeah. there's, there's so many factors, which I'm sure you're aware of also. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, so... Uh, yeah, 100%. So I right. think there, there's this, there is one thing, uh, probably you've heard the value-based pricing. So I've... Uh, I've uh, interviewed Jonathan Stark, uh, mm-hmm. who's the author of uh, Ditching Early. So it's a book about ditching early rate, right? So mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's freaking you know for me it's pretty uh, pretty much you know really providing value upfront, right? And then right. At, at the end uh, you really uh, you really solving that problem. In terms of your design skill, in terms of your business skills, in terms of all of these stuff, all of this, uh, you know, uh, gear towards yeah. those goals, right? So, just to really have that, you know, and then 
and uh, and then we uh, for those who are listening we will probably dive into more of that so uh, i think jessica would you know would uh, would have better answer than me right so and i i'm i'm really stoked to really learn more about uh, how jessica you know uh uh, solve those issues as as, as a as a conversion designer. But uh, before that, just to you know, just to uh, give some background, you know, for anyone who just getting started, we've mentioned a lot when we are when are uh, when are doing our intro, when are doing our our uh, you know introduction about conversion design, right? So mm-hmm. and a lot of people, especially here in the Philippines, right? So I'm in the suburb area, so most mm-hmm. people don't probably don't care about it right so who who cares about it we just want to <laughs> we just want to make money we just want to you know uh, make a living something like that so can, can you share a little about that for anyone who want probably uh, learn more for from you or you know to uh, to follow your path on conversion on being a conversion designer yeah uh, j- just a quick uh uh details or info about conversion design what what it what it is and how would it helps someone or how would it help some uh, some people or some businesses out there? All right. So basically, conversion design is actually geared towards that mindset wherein we're trying to make money. <laughs> so There you go. Uh, That's the keyword here. <laughs> right? Now everyone, everyone is actual, listening. So we have right? 10, 10 million downloads now. <laughs> <laughs> so for the people who are after um, making their business make money, it is. It does take a lot to, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. To you, you really have to take a lot from the conversion designing more than uh, as aesthetics because conversion designing is not really about aesthetics. It's about taking people on a journey. So, uh, basically, when a person sees your brand or sees your company or whatever you have, your business, this when when the person first sees your company. They and then they convert into someone who's interested in your company. Uh, conversion design is what happens in between them seeing your company for the first time and them actually make, make making that purchase or buying into whatever you're you're selling, whether it's services or products. So basically, conversion design. Mm-hmm. The keyword there is convert. So you convert someone from being a stranger into a friend. <laughs> A stranger gotcha. into someone who <laughs> who buys into your business, someone who's loyal to your business. So and you mentioned yeah. you mentioned lead generation, right? So there, uh-huh. is there any tactics, tips that you want to share for anyone who want to really dive into this uh, conversion design? What's what what are the best lead generations techniques right now? Mm, okay, so basically lead generation. Uh, just so that uh, people are also aware, lead generation <laughs> is. Basically, this way or manner of gathering, building a list of people who might be interested in your service. And the thing about the people who start out with business, they're they're more eager to get people on board the selling part. But this lead generation is something that a lot of businesses might overlook at times, uh, especially if it's their first business and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But basically, it's... Kind of, if you translate it into building relationships with people, it's basically befriending your customers, right? It's building a relationship with them by providing value first. So how do you provide value first? Uh, You come up to this person, you come up to these customers, and you provide them basically what whatever would translate into a quick win from your product or service. So let's say you are doing a service. And uh, let's say your service is uh, landing page designs, right? So for me, um, a quick win for my potential clients or people who might be interested in my company or in, in my agency, it would be for me to provide them with quick tips that they can actually already act upon on their business, uh-huh. right? And that is actually... <laughs> generating a lead that is what we call a lead magnet or something that gets them to exchange this value for information so you try to get their information so that you can message them again or nurture that relationship with them until they trust you enough to make the sale 
Yeah, 100%. So that's the keyword here, trust, right? So right. I think uh, I, I've, I've mentioned this a lot on a previous episode with some of the niche experts, you know, creatives and entrepreneurs as well. So I, I think one of the meaningful ways that you could really, you know, uh, convert someone into mm-hmm. a sale is to really build that trust, right? So build exactly. a rapport. So I think one of the things that most people uh, forget right now is to really build uh, real human relationship, right? Yep. So, and it's not just you know making money uh, or yeah. you know add, adding the dollar sign on your invoice or on your yeah. <laughs> on your yeah. proposal, right? So it's uh-huh. you know it's it's a it's way uh, it's beyond that, right? It's beyond mm-hmm. making money. So I know there's a lot. It's pretty cliche, right? So, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, if you if you really you know passionate about helping someone, right? So. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just a byproduct of, you know, uh, money is just a byproduct of doing what you really love, right? Or doing right. what you are passionate at. And in Jessica's case, uh, she's really uh, keen to really help us, uh, businesses out there, right? Probably mm-hmm. small, medium, or large businesses out there to really convert those traffics, right? right. So, and... Uh, and I, I got this, you know, interesting uh, insights as well, you know, realizations as well when, when I'm, you know, in, when I'm in this building this journey or building this mm-hmm. brand as well of mine. So, and uh, uh, I think, um, you know, uh, I, I, I thought back then when I published my website, right, when I published my page, that's mm-hmm. it, it would make a sale by, <laughs> by, by themselves, right? So, but, uh-huh. <laughs> but it turns out that, Hey, I need the I I need the conversion designer, right? I need a lead generation <laughs> specialist. I need this one. I need graphic designer. I need UX designer. Uh-huh. I mean, what the heck, right? So I have to, you know, I have to really realign or recalibrate my strategy uh-huh. to really uh, make uh, make something useful from from what I'm really building, right? So and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think um, although it's pretty, you know, it's pretty much. You know, it's pretty, like what I've said. It's not ab- about making money, right? So, but right. Uh, uh, as a designer, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, as a as a, as a husband, as a father, as well, <laughs> I, I I I don't want to kid myself that money is not part of the equation, right? So, yeah. So even though I'm really passionate about what I'm, what I'm doing, really mm-hmm. providing value to the community, at the end of the day, I, I need money to really make these things happen, like what Jessica right. said. Right? So, especially for businesses out there. Who just getting started so yeah mm-hmm. thank you so much jessica for sharing all those uh, you know uh i think that's meat and potatoes potatoes already so <laughs> that, that's you know that's really cool right? so, <laughs> yeah uh, uh i just want to talk about a little bit more so let let's mm-hmm. go back a little bit more about multimedia arts right you mentioned mm-hmm. that uh you're a multimedia graduate graduate right so and right. then uh is there any difference about multimedia arts and conversion rates uh conversion designer sorry so ditch the rates <laughs> editor so uh what's the difference between multimedia arts and conversion design for anyone who probably uh in the multimedia uh, arts industry right so just to give them some a little more context actionable insights for them to really take that uh you know jump <laughs> Okay, so basically, multimedia arts is a very, very wide range of different uh, design or uh, different art um, art vehicles or venues, right? So, as multimedia artists, we know how to create graphics. We know how to build web dis- web web designs or like actually build front end web designs, right? like working ones (laughs) we also know how to uh create branding we also know how to uh do video and uh do sound design even and we even brushed up a little bit on like foley so we're very talented right (laughs) (laughs) right so uh it's 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 basically like being a jack of all trades (laughs) right yeah so Mm Uh, a lot of the things that we learn there is basically how elements work together to construct a message. So when you create a graphic, 
what is the focal point? What is the first thing that people notice? So ideally, we do like at least three things. Like we, we create a message of at least three things with anything that we design with, uh, or anything that we create, whether it's a video or a graphic, right? And then basically, it's all about sending that message out. It's basically communicating that message in a way that is understood by people. So that is how how multimedia arts or the discipline of being in a multimedia arts background or being a multimedia artist was for me. But then conversion design was taking all of that because it actually helps a lot having Mm -hmm. had that background. So taking all of those things into consideration and gearing it towards what conversion goal your client has. So before, I would create websites that look cool and my client likes. But it didn't matter to me whether they were generating leads or whatnot. (laughs) But (laughs) now, it's actually geared towards, uh, okay, client, I want to make a website for you that's super cool and super awesome. But I want it to be super awesome enough for your audience for them to convert Mm -hmm. into a lead. So... That's kind of the key difference there. <laughs> interesting, yeah, yeah. That that's, that's super interesting. I, I think that's you know there's a lot of uh, 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 bits of info, useful info out there so, uh, on on the on what Jessica shared. So I'm really taking notes in in here. So hopefully for <laughs> anyone who are listening, so you you need to really take notes. Although you could you know just replay it, right? So if right. you're too lazy, right? <laughs> but but anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, but anyway, with uh, with the conversion design, right? Uh-huh. So, and uh, uh, I think the, uh, a, a big chunk of it, right? So, I, I don't know if uh, if uh, for for my own perspective, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's that's uh, you you could disagree or agree with me, right? So, a big chunk of it probably is design, right? So, yeah. uh, when you say design, right? So, probably how you could make that bottom more dominant. Or how do you make, uh, uh, or do I need H1 or heading on this part, on the header part, right? So right. something like that, right? So uh, how do you, you know, how do you mix and match those? I think most people, you know, or uh, most people uh, who has that uh, that an eye on design probably are, you know, can understand what we are saying. But for those people who don't yet understand or explore this area okay how do you mix and match those things right so how do you mix the elements to really generate traffic or uh, leads or uh, and then uh, at the end of the day uh, generate sales okay so the key there is mostly understanding or empathy so um, <laughs> you have to use empathy for your users to be able to understand your page so um, Basically, there are a lot of factors that go into it, but ideally, you want the elements to all be cohesive enough to make sense and actually uh, tackle all of their possible objections for translating or converting into a lead, right? So uh, in terms of like converting into a lead, so they want to know first what is in it for them right? What this product or the service is all about? What are the benefits they can get out of it? Why they should choose this service out of all the other services? Or, and then what, are, what steps do they need to take? How do they get it? And who are the people who are backing it up? So basically, if you answer those key questions, then it's almost you know, it, it, if all those elements at the same time, you know, are cohesive enough to explain that message, you know, like you highlight the particular ones that are most relevant, right? And they're not too put together. Mm-hmm. Like they have white space or negative space in between, you know, stuff like that. Uh, if they make that sense and it is easy to understand for your customers or the people who actually go into that page, then you're basically going to get leads <laughs> out of that page. Yeah, 100%. I think that's, you know, that's really a good point. And uh, one of the things that I've noted 
here on my journal is uh, uh, who back you up. So I think this is part of the testimonials, right? So, or probably right. word of mouth, right? So, uh, and uh, I think uh, right now in the digital space, so it's really, really important, right? So, yeah. uh, and uh, to make sure that you know, as, a, as a small business owner or probably as a brand that just getting started, right? So I think word of mouth are still a big tool. You know, there's a big yeah. impact on it yeah. to really have uh, that sale, right? So, and uh, do, do you have any, right? Uh, do you have any tips spe speaking of, you know, word of mouth, uh, having the testimonials, you know, mm -hmm. to, re to really get, uh, uh, getting testimonials. I think that it's it's pretty hard for, for people who yeah. just getting started in the, uh, digital space, right? How how do you how do you Anna? Well, what's your perspective about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So testimonials are actually uh, an awkward thing. Uh, even for <laughs> even for me, I find it super. I like awkward. awkward. I like awkward moments. So like, right? <laughs> uh, can you write me up a testimonial? It's kind of awkward. <laughs> so trust me, I feel you on that. But uh, the thing about it is. Um, you're basically just it, it doesn't always have to be a testimonial sometimes it can be like uh guarantees or brand brands who would partner mm -hmm. up with you but gotcha. when you're trying to get a testimonial basically you just want to make sure that number one the service or the product or whatever you gave them is super bomb <laughs> like it, like they would they would absolutely love the experience of whatever your company has given them, right? So if if you give them a super bomb experience, uh, pun intended, just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if you gave that experience, then basically you just got to uh, phrase it, I think, as the best way to phrase it would probably be like, hey, uh, I would really love to make this a lot easier for other people like hey client do you do you like or how, how do, what do you think about uh what we did the project that we had and then uh, let's say client goes like oh that's super bomb i loved it <laughs> and then you go like all right well client the thing is i'd love for other people for my next clients or next uh the next people that i'm gonna serve to know uh, that we they can trust this brand, know a little bit more about this brand. But I think that since you are the person who had first ex the first experience of this brand, then I feel like you're the best person to talk about it more than me because I might get a little ahead of myself, right? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So I, yeah, I it's super, super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really makes sense, right? So, and uh, I think in. Uh, uh, additionally, uh, with with in terms to having that, you know, having that word of mouth, right? You, uh, uh, someone who can back you up, or any elements that who could back you up on your website or or on your business page, right? So it's really really important, right? And at the same time, right? Especially in the in the testimonial part. So in retrospect, right? So you could use yeah. that to build your personal confidence as well, right? So or your yeah. creative confidence, especially for shy introvert like me who you know uh who who grow up in the philippines right in the developing country right so with a shitty internet so you have to <laughs> so you have to really you know really find uh find your you know uh creative confidence to really build that uh hone yeah. that right so let's let let your work speak. yeah for sure for sure 100 percent when when you find out how people perceive your brand, then it's not just you looking at it anymore. You're you're seeing it through other people's eyes, and it's a learning experience. So you know what you should do more of and what you should lessen doing. <laughs> so there. Yes, hundred percent. So uh, since we're speaking about you know person uh, personal brand, you know your uh, you you communicating it to to the one or uh, communicating those med messages uh, when in terms to your brand or when in terms to your business to the right person or to the right individuals to really close that deal. So, and uh, I think uh, offline we've mentioned, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, different creative pers personas, right? And mm -hmm. 
uh, can you share a little bit about this for for anyone who want to who want find uh, who want to you know who find it really interesting, including me, right? So I think creative personas. Uh, there's a lot of you know uh, level of this, or I don't know. There, there's a high level, or probably there's there's a lower level on this uh, on, on this thing, right? So just you know, just give us a little uh, little nuggets there that you could share for anyone who are listening. Okay, so actually, creative personas are uh, it's it's actually this thing that I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I went up to most of my friends who own businesses or past clients, and then I put together all the things that they hated about working with designers. <laughs> so the annoying things that they really <laughs> right. So I asked them to rant it all out, maybe over a few drinks. <laughs> but <laughs> um, okay, so so out of all those rants, I put them all together. Uh, and I kind of it was inspired by the buyer personas basically the different creative personas is something that I'm working on currently I went up to all of my business owner friends and also my past clients or current clients and then I asked them this simple question I asked them what they, what annoyed them the most or what they hated about working with designers. So I tried to get into the details of like the annoying parts and all of their rants and complaints, right? And then uh, out of those complaints or rants, I put together these creative personas. Like I put together the common ones and a few of them were actually... This was actually inspired by the buyer personas. So by Tom Hopkins. There you go. There you go. So, uh, the buyer personas <laughs> by Tom Hopkins. This is like the counterpart to that. So if there are buyer personas or client buyer types, there are creative by uh, creative types or creative personas. And interesting, right? So the the most relatable one that I've come across. So I'm I'm still putting this out there for people to look into some more. Like I'm asking my designer friends and also my clients if they can relate to it. But the most relatable one that I've I've put together would be the prima donna. So a uh, prima donna is basically someone who's like a diva, right? <laughs> so um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Clients might see them as design Nazis. So basically, this this designer is a little too strong on their vision. So when they have the certain vision, they want to make sure they get it. And <laughs> they are not afraid of anything that gets in the way, even if it means getting, in, getting your client to feel bad about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, prima donnas are like, uh, they're super. They have this vision, and that is good. It's good to have this vision, but at the same time, they kind of get ahead of themselves, and they forget that the projects is like I've said earlier. The projects are actually collaborative efforts between clients and designers, so they kind of come off as too cocky, so to speak. <laughs> so, um, instead of trying to tell your client that hey client this is the best idea it's best to use blue and not gray <laughs> instead of doing it like that's that way then maybe you could try using the power of have you tried the statement have you tried so it's a lot less mm. bruising the ego <laughs> a lot more actually just giving a few tips and ideas and throwing it around and seeing what works <laughs> Gotcha. There are a couple others, but I think I can just link it to a full article on the rest of the other uh, creative personas. Like, uh, there are Confused George <laughs> or like um, Doubtful Thomas, designers who, who doubt themselves too much, mm-hmm. right? That they're not sure they can, they can give what they're, what they're trying to give 
to their clients. And then there are also designers who cannot take the blame. So those are the Davy Blame designers. And then there are handymandies who are great at designing, but they don't know how to design for a certain goal or a certain client. Like they're just really focused on making the aesthetics work and then actually making the design work. So gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure we will we can link that up on our show notes below for those who are listening right now you could you know scroll down and uh, we will put that on the on our show notes right so mm-hmm. so i'm being redundant here probably i'm uh, <laughs> i'm a redundant podcaster so you, <laughs> could, you could add that on your creative persona <laughs> but but there you go i'm I'm really curious about this jessica right so you, uh i'm i'm taking notes right all those things that you uh uh, you've uh, or probably some few things that uh, you've mentioned in with it terms to the creative personas and I, I think that's you know that's really on point and I think this this is also a big part right so uh, there's a big part of me that's saying that you know this is going to uh, this is going to help you on uh, on being a uh, on being a consultant and then right. probably you you know and the, probably the, all, all <laughs> of that one actually is to to bridge that gap sometimes yes this communication gap between the client and and designers right so the goal of creating the creative personas is to give us a guide on how to bridge that communication gap and actually be able to collaborate better with our clients so that is the hope that i have yeah 100 percent. i think if you understand yourself you know understand what what's your persona persona so not just understanding who you want to work with, right? So I think that's you know that's that's really interesting, and uh, I'm I'm really you know I'm really stoked to really check that out. I'd check <laughs> the full article, right? So to really uh, understand it more. But you know, in the in the high level overview, if you know if you're if you're just getting started, right? Or uh, imagining that you you have the shoes of uh, a, a multimedia artist want to really uh, want to uh, bridge the gap between you know. With, between them and their clients, what's your biggest advice or practical advice for them? Okay, so the first thing that you have to think about to bridge that gap between you and your client or you as an artist and your client is to shift your gear from being someone who's eager to design or eager to make the sale and to shifting it to someone who's eager to listen and know more about the client. So like you said earlier, listening is, is such a, an art itself. Listening is an art itself, right? So you have to learn to consider trust as a currency. So <laughs> considering trust as a currency, you have to learn to earn your client's trust by listening to them and practicing the art of listening. If there's any art that you really, really have to learn for you to get started, it's the art of listening. And then it's the art of asking questions so that you can listen better and know better about your clients. So those two arts. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, the art of listening, right? And understanding uh, you know, your clients and those people around you. And at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're human, right? So we're human yeah. beings. So we know better probably you know we we know how we you know how we could understand uh or probably uh take a deep breath right you know and try to understand what they are st- saying right or uh, what they they are doing or how you could probably implement that to your design or to your works right so it's yeah. really you know uh like what Jess- jessica said right so it's you know it's really uh, fascinating to to really do that and observe all those things to you know to really incorporate that to your to your work or to your business or whatever you are doing right now, right? So, and uh, I think that's you know that's pretty much. And uh, as as I'm listening to Jessica, there's a lot of uh, uh, meat and potatoes that I you know that I got from from that, right? So and it's really actionable. Niko alam kung in, kung nakikinig ka dito pero hindi ka pa makapag-start I don't know kung ano pa yung kailangan mo probably your lack of will right so you're not lack of knowledge anymore right because of yeah. this episode but uh, but of course of that that's another conversation right 
That's another yeah. conversation. How we could, you know, really <laughs> revamp <laughs> your wheel and to really, uh, uh, to really upskill your game uh, when right. it comes to, uh, when it comes to being a consultant, creative, and mm-hmm. uh, and solving the problem of your clients or prospect clients. So yeah, with that being said, Jessica. So uh, I, I think we, uh, I want to, you know, I want to. Uh, shift gear a little bit with it terms to your personal brand so we've mentioned this a lot uh in our previous conversation so can you share a little bit about uh your personal brand what's what what's the idea behind it what's the story how how you know uh, although you probably you know we probably mentioned that a little bit on our uh, on our on our intro right so uh can you share you know for anyone who might listening uh, and uh, for anyone who probably want to you know start their brand as well what's your you know what's your perspective and how 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 could they reach you out okay cool so basically i have this landing page agency wherein we create lead generating landing pages it's called just kadoodles so uh i i think the link would be in the show notes later on and then um i out of this agency we also bore or like out of it was born um conversion conversations conversion conversations is this week uh thursday live stream event that we do every thursday (laughs) on facebook Uh, where we share ideas that help people get smarter at building a business using their talents and skills so this is mostly aimed at people who are uh providing service to help be to help them get paid for their thinking and use their service as a business so there <laughs> um, i like that i love that right yeah, so what um, what's the name of the agency it's it's you know it's came from your name right jessica doodles yeah, gotcha. yeah. um jessica doodles so it's a it's kind of a word play from the word skedaddle wherein you uh, you, you run away or something run into a place in a very funny uh-huh. way <laughs> so sure, I like that. yeah a lot basically the brand is very casual it's very personal it's very authentic and it's very human which is basically the value that we want to also bring about with the people that we work with we want our working relationships to be human relationships we want to gotcha. Yeah, hundred percent. So before we dive into other, you know, other contact details or probably links that you we could share to really for someone who want to reach you out, uh, before we end this uh, podcast episode, uh, I, I want to, you know, I want to ask you. The, I think this is one of the biggest questions as well that you know I take a lot. Uh, I got a lot of questions about this. You know, uh, the struggles, right? So what's the biggest struggles? You know of building a brand you know building a business uh and then how do you overcome it or probably how do you overcoming it right now okay so probably the biggest struggle for me in building a business was uh seeing it as a business (laughs) Uh, (laughs) when i was starting out it was more of me getting out of the employee mindset so to speak um I it was difficult for me to shift from being someone who takes orders and just follows up on goals to actually seeing the agency as a business. So uh making that shift, you gotta also get hurt a little bit a lot. Or a little a lot <laughs> rather. <laughs> you gotta literally? get hurt. Literally. <laughs> not, not literally. Not literally, okay. I mean like you have to end up realizing that uh-huh. a lot of the th- actions that you take actually have costs so whether it's time or money then that would help you kind of direct how you move with the business so it would help you uh price your your services or your product accordingly it would help you say no to things that don't won't work with the business that is, that is the biggest lesson I've learned lately is saying no to things that won't work with a business. It's very important. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's that's super meaningful, right? So for anyone who who just getting started or starting their own brand, I think that's you know, that's uh, yeah. that's a different kind of you know, kind of uh, 
strategy as well, right? Or probably kind of uh, approach. So, and right. it's something that uh, everyone who needs to try. So, I think I, I lately, you know, I, I did a lot of you know, things that in my life, right? So, and, uh, and, uh, but uh, you know, unfortunately, pandemic happened. So, we're in the freaking pandemic. So, I, I didn't catch up with the habits making, right? Or making yeah. positive habits. So, but, I'm back now, so that's you know that's pretty you know that's 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 super interesting that you mentioned that Jessica. Thank you for sh- for sharing that, right? So, and uh, I, I forgot the 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 next questions that I want to ask. So, but uh, you know I think there's a lot of you know uh, nitty gritty you know things that we've mentioned here and all the all the all the meat and potatoes on all the information practical uh, side of things when building a brand or building a business i think that that would you know that would really really help the community right so mm-hmm. and uh speaking of that too i know uh, uh do you do you i know uh, do you have like a, a channel that they can reach you out or do you have any communities that you know that they could join or a community that they could join or probably engage with you or what's the best links that we could share uh, except the jessicadoodles.com. So uh, can you share more about that before we end okay. this podcast, podcast episode? Yeah. All right. So the best way to reach me would probably be on Jessica Doodles on Facebook or mm-hmm. on Conversion Conversations by Jessica Doodles on Facebook. I am also on YouTube, but this channel is super, super new. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, we are actually holding a virtual workshop or virtual summit soon so this is in the works and i am releasing this um information on your podcast for the first time so you you heard it here first (laughs) we're having a conversion conversations summit or workshop wherein i'm i'm gonna be having some experts or like friends who are good in particular fields to help people build service-based uh a sustainable online service businesses so yeah that's exciting yeah yeah i think that's you know that's really an unfancy unpa- way of launching it right so in the podcast <laughs> so but you know it's it's really exciting i'm super stoked with that that's that there's a lot of uh things that going on with you right now so i'm really you know i'm really stoked to you know to really uh see your progress right to really uh uh check more about your words at the same time all these stuffs that good things that happening in your brand and your uh, design business all right so i think jessica thank you so much for that so and uh last thing last thing sorry so i remember the the follow-up questions that, that i want to ask before the last questions that i've asked right so uh, in a personal in a personal level so uh-huh. uh i think we've mentioned uh when it comes to business level right so you you've shared a lot of uh, a lot of processes uh, with in terms to your, you know, building this brand, building the b- design business in a personal level. What's your, you know, uh, what's your biggest realizations right now when, you know, when you're, when you're uh, trying to really hone your skill, try to really hone your business skills and make this thing, uh, uh, you know, worth it and, you know, to, uh, to, to make sure that, you know, still doing what you love. What's your perspective about that? Okay, so when it comes to um, my personal take on business, what my biggest realization would be, uh, business is not easy. (laughs) It's not easy, but business can be simple. So, and a lot of the times, I realize that the reason why it gets complicated is because we tend to overcomplicate it ourselves um and the key to to that is really just to focus on what's bringing you result and do less of what isn't bringing you result right now and then when it comes to the service or the skill itself you know um doing something that i love i actually found love in helping people out as cheesy and as cliche as it sounds um yeah it became something that brought me a lot of joy so it 
even helped me kind of like inspired me to do more of my own personal art stuff like painting i, I just recently i painted my grandmother <laughs> so yeah, yeah you, that's so sweet <laughs> <laughs> so, do you sell it in and and what's that ntf nft what's what's that thing nifty <laughs> i don't know um, cryptocurrency yeah do you no, sell no, really some okay. of your paintings of course, not the painting of your grandmother, right? So, <laughs> um, not yet. Maybe in the uh-huh. future. So, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's you know that's really cool. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jessica. So, uh, last last question. So I promise this is the last. So I I know I'm I'm, I'm being redundant with uh with uh, saying you about the last. So what's the you know uh for in you know with all the experiences with this journey interesting journey amazing journey right so and uh with with this uh with this uh uh you know being grateful about the things that happening you right happening with you right now you know trying to really you know uh help a lot of people help a lot of businesses out there uh and uh just to help the Filipino community in high level overview, what's your best practical advice for people who want to start uh, and at the same time want to follow uh, your, you know, your journey as well? Uh, the best advice would probably be, yeah, um, I, I, I've actually mentioned it earlier. It's before you learn the art of anything else, Learn the art of listening and of asking high-value questions. That is the first thing that you need to get started. Um, honestly, it's not really about skill because you could suck but still sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Hundred <100%. laughs> percent. Cool, cool. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much, Jessica, for being honest. You know, to really share your journey at the same time. Those you know that's piece of nuggets that's really really useful for anyone who try to uh jump shift from you know being a, mo- a graphic designer prob- a graphic artist you know or artist into more of the problem solving stuff right so mm-hmm. you know that's you know i learned a lot and you know i'm really grateful to have you on on the podcast so with that being said for those yeah for those anyone who are listening right now uh you know uh, make sure you you know make sure you reach out to jessica P- please don't don't spam her right so don't <laughs> don't tag her on any <laughs> on any malicious <laughs> link out there but but and but anyway uh, if you you know if you want to learn more about you know the things that we've mentioned here you know Je- Jessica Doodles you know uh, all the links that we've mentioned here in this podcast episode you can check that out on our show notes below so the podcast is available of a- on any of your major podcasting platform you know favorite podcasting platform like apple podcast google podcast soundcloud and uh you know uh and it's also uh it's also available now on amazon music by audible so don't worry it's ad free so just you know just don't click any malicious link out there <laughs> just kidding but uh, just that yeah that's it right so just go uh-huh. to the designliveshow.com that's the designliveshow.com to learn more about the details you know this crazy mission to really help uh upskill uplift the filipino creative community and to really uh you know help them design the business the brand the life they truly deserve so that's it guys and again jessica thank you so much for dropping by on the podcast thank you for having me thank you jay guys <laughs> and that's it so thank you so much guys for listening again to the podcast and i really appreciate it for those people who are asking me on how to support the podcast you can leave a review on apple podcast so in that way you can help me to reach more people and make the podcast more discoverable within the ecosystem you can also take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your friends colleagues or to anyone that might be interested in this kind of contents. You can also support the podcast monetarily by visiting jchristteves.com forward slash donate or patreon.com forward slash tdls. And you can also shop courses and tools online to design the life you really deserve by visiting my shop at shop.jchristteves.com. And 
you can book a call today i don't buy it just let me know guys so the last one would be also by listening and to all the podcast episode and previous episode and however you support my message uh, how however small that is uh, more than enough and it means the world to me so thank you so much and see you again next time